You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 105. Hi, Thomas Miller back with you again. And this is kind of a special podcast because it is anniversary Easter Sunday. That's right. Back in 2013 on Easter Sunday is when this thing launched. And it was, goodness, go back that far. Wow think about all that has happened in those last four years. So we're starting on the fifth lap around the calendar here with this podcast number 105 and wanted to just thank you because we're talking to a lot bigger audience. I don't know what happened, but really after I went to um, Hawaii with Fred in early February, the numbers have just gone crazy. So for those of you who are fairly new to the podcast, if you're finding this down here at number 105, Welcome, and thank you for finding us. Always enjoy getting your notes to thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com or through the comment box page on the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com. Have had some really good feedback over the last several weeks. Thank you for your encouragement, and just thank you for taking time to sit down and write. I really, really appreciate that. So welcome to all of you who are new. That's just that's exciting and fantastic. This thing launched back in 2013. My mom had just passed away like several weeks before. I was in Dallas. My daughter was about to graduate from high school, and I just had this intuitive prompt. It was along the lines of the same type of intuitive prompt that said, email Fred Dodson about doing his audiobooks. I just had this prompt to do a podcast. Because of my broadcasting background, I had the equipment side down. That wasn't a problem, but I didn't know how to put a podcast on iTunes and all of that. So I figured out the website, which to the chagrin of several of you uh, web developers out there listening has not changed in the last four years. <laughs> probably should probably should take a look at that. We need to do something else with that website for sure. But at least it does what it's supposed to do. I mean, I've, I've always said like this podcast was just kind of from my heart to yours and you know, it just puts the episodes up and that's what it does. And it does it fairly well. So I guess it's all right from that context. But this really intention, the intention of this podcast has always just been to do something to expose my heart. And then if you get to pick up something as a benefit from that, that's awesome. I did create a YouTube channel finally and have been putting some videos up there. And I think what I'm going to do is put some of the podcast episodes up there. So those of you who listen on audio won't necessarily need to go there for that, but it will help expose to new people on YouTube. But what I have been doing on there is working with Fred, and we're pulling some excerpts of the audiobooks and putting them up there in just little, oh, three to five to seven minute videos. So if you haven't checked that out, go to YouTube and then put in Subconscious Mind Mastery, and you'll see the channel there, and then you can watch what we're doing on video. Now, today, I wanted, as kind of an anniversary, I wanted to share something from one of the audiobooks. This is one that we just finished and released a couple of, like last week, I think, it re released on Audible and on iTunes. It's called Increase Your Energy, and it's a great complement book to Levels of Energy. You've heard me talk about levels of energy so many times on here. It's the book that fundamentally shifted my whole perspective on how you see everything. I mean, life, people, places, situations, jobs, mates, partners, things. It doesn't matter. You get in tune with the energy that something is putting out. 
In fact, if you want a fun video to watch, go check out on the YouTube channel the video about the energy of sports because now that I've moved up here to Aspen, I've adopted skiing as my second love. I mean, it is just taken over. <laughs> it's like getting out of hand. Thank God the ski season is coming to an end so I can get something done. No, but, it, you know, it's funny because Fred did this. Uh, well, you just have to watch the video. Watch the video and just know that mountains and skiing are high energy. And, yeah, you start to magnetize towards stuff like that when you understand the context. So is it any strange thing that my heart feels the way that it does being in the mountains and skiing, just doing stuff that I absolutely love? And some exciting business stuff is smoldering right now. And, you know, I kind of don't like to talk about stuff while it's in the oven. So we'll see how that comes out on the other side. But it would tie a nice bow around all of this package if it develops. Now, that's a perfect segue to what I wanted to talk about in this anniversary podcast. I love doing these Easter podcasts. It just brings me back to that starting date and, you know, hopefully give you something that is extra special on these anniversary episodes. So in Increase Your Energy, the book that just came out, Fred had a diagram in there that is one of the most powerful visuals that I've ever seen. So now we have the privilege of creating that as an audio image in your mind so that you can follow along with the concept and really get this. Draw a vertical line up and down, and then halfway, draw a horizontal line across the middle. That's the zero point. Count one to ten up from zero on the line that is above the horizontal line, the vertical part above the horizontal line, one to ten. Below, one to ten. Got it? So you've got a scale. Zero point in the middle, one to ten above, one to ten below. Going up, put the word desire. Going down, put the word resistance. Now in your mind, from that zero point in the middle, find number two above and number two below. Got it? You numbered from zero to ten, just go up to two. Going down, you did zero to ten, find two. And just color that space between the twos. Fill that in with blue in your mind. Yeah, it doesn't have to be blue. You can be any color you pick. Just shade that as a band in a particular color. Now, here's the great part of this chart. The further you go up the scale, remember, that's desire. So the more you desire something, the way the universe works is the farther away it gets from you. So if you have something in your life right now that you desire, a new home, a new car, a relationship, new job, more money, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, something you desire, think about how strongly do you desire it. You say, man, I really, really want this. I want this bad. Well, let's pick a number, one to ten. Uh, an eight. You really want something really bad. You want it as an eight. Guess what? Probably not going to happen <laughs> because anything outside of that band that we colored in the color blue or whatever color you picked, that's the area of less desire, less resistance. The more you go up the scale in desire, the farther away something gets from you. Conversely, the farther you go down the scale into resistance, guess what? The more magnetic it becomes toward you. You know, when I was in Dallas, I really, really, really didn't like the heat and the traffic. 
up here in Colorado, I have to actually check myself because I could love the the weather and the environment too much up here. So I'm kind of monitoring that on the desire scale, but it truly was not until I came to a point where I was completely resigned and relaxed that anything was okay that Colorado finally opened up. So think of the things that you resist. Put a number on those. Do you have any eights in your life of resistance? Something that you're really, really pushing against? You'd better watch out because that's going to magnetize toward you. You know, my friend Jeanette Ma, who runs Good Vibe University, and I've had her on the podcast, I woke up to an email from Jeanette, and she was talking about this very topic. And I thought, you know, that is so good. And I had this diagram. I wanted to kind of put two and two together and just give you some really good stuff because you know, you could take all 105 of these episodes and you could boil it down to this. What we resist will magnetize toward us. What we desire too much will push away from us. That is how the system works, gang. You know, back in those early podcasts, this reminds me of, of a point. Back in those early podcasts, I talked about the spiritual background that I had, praying and not having prayers answered and this kind of thing. And that quote from Bob Proctor, from Warner Von Braun, who was one of the NASA pioneers when we were launching to the moon, this guy said that we can so precisely, by the physical, mathematical precision of the universe, launch a rocket from Florida, fly it up to the moon, land it on the moon in a specific spot, and then bring it back down and splash it down in the ocean at another specific spot and have an aircraft carrier waiting for it. I mean, that's just phenomenal. And it blew my mind to think that the physical laws of the universe were that precise and the spiritual laws of the universe were so random that you just prayed and then, exp and then hoped whether something would happen or not according to what you had prayed. That just didn't make sense to me. So my journey, my quest, was to find what was as consistent as Warner von Braun's mathematical, physical calculations. I grew up a kid of the 60s. I watched the space program. I remember watching Walter Cronkite get choked up when Neil Armstrong stepped onto the moon. I remember being in the Denver International Airport when the Challenger blew up. You know, those of us in our 50s remember this stuff firsthand. So when you hear a quote from the guy who was one of the pioneers of all of that, saying that it is so accurately precise that we can do all of this that I watched happen, but then when we, as created human souls who are so far greater in the scope of the universe than a rocket ship, pray to the infinite source of the universe and don't get an answer, there has to be something else going on. And I don't know where the misinterpretation happened between spiritual principles and the reality of the laws of the, the spiritual laws of the universe. But when you study them, and they're in the past episodes of the podcast, one of those spiritual laws is the law of vibration. So as certainly as the sun will come up tomorrow morning, what you put out, you will attract back to you. If you put out resistance, you will get that which you resist. If you put out an accentuated desire, that desire is interpreted as don't have, therefore lack, and you will get more lack. And I'll tell you, this is so precise, you could launch a rocket off of it. In fact, this podcast is really a four-year chronicle of one person's exploration into this. And, and you've seen, as the years have gone by, 
how this stuff has started to work and unfold in my own life. So this really is just a testimony podcast of how this stuff works. So when I opened Jeanette's email this morning, the term she used was not resistance. The term was having a charge around something. And that term, I I floated on that for probably a good 30 minutes. I just sat, pondered it, thought about it, meditated on it, and then I did a little exercise that I'm going to share with you at the end to really solidify that in my own life. Another term that people use is to that you're on it. You know, oh, Thomas, come on, you're all on it. Get off it. I like Jeanette's term better because it puts it more in a context of vibration instead of a make wrong. You know, a make wrong, you're on it. Is it is kind of a make wrong. I mean, it's like, God, you're radiating a bunch of negativity here. Why don't you get off whatever it is that you're on? Yeah, okay, that's good, but it's kind of from an accusatory perspective where if you say, Man, Thomas, you've really got a charge going on about traffic. Well, then that puts it in a different context. In fact, when you hear that word, that sentence, geez, Thomas, you've got a charge going on about traffic. That really, what sets off in my mind is vibration, and I'd better be careful because somebody's observing something that I might I might even be blind to. But you're saying, man, you've got a vibe going on there, dude. And whenever you have a vibration that is high, remember our scale. Whenever you're up in the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 or down in the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, that's a radiation, that's a vibration that's going out into the universe that is like a magnet. I mean, just think of like a cartoon. I think of a Warner Brothers cartoon, you know, the old Bugs Bunny and all those cartoons, those real funny ones. Think of Elmer Fudd going out into the woods and cranking up a, a great big magnet to attract wabbits. <laughs> you know, it's just like a wabbit magnet. Well, you, you can imagine how they would have fun with that, and you'd have wabbits coming out of the trees, right? <laughs> I mean, but think about it. Think about a silly little analogy like that, that when you're charged, you're cranking up a, a wabbit magnet, and you can be certain you're going to get wabbits. <laughs> Boy, there's a visual you are not going to forget, right? You're going to remember that. But think of, let's let's put this to feet now. Think of a couple of things in your life that you are resisting. What do you have a charge about? One that came up for me as I was meditating on this is kind of a lesser. I had a couple of lessers and then a couple of more significance. One of the lessers, but really it's not that lesser uh, if you think about it. But let's say germophobia, you know, the the idea of... If I go out in public during the flu season, I'm going to get sick. So I had that happen a couple of times in 2017. Got on airplanes, and I mean, just two or three days after the flight, like clockwork, sinus infection. So I started playing with that back here in Aspen with the universe, and I practiced some releasing. So I thought, okay, I'm going to get into a neutral place. I had read this thing already in the audiobook, so I had the diagram in my mind, and I'm like, I'm going to get into that colored zone between the twos, and I'm going to just hang out there and be okay with it. Well, you know when you do something like that, the universe is going to test you, right? It's going to say, uh-huh, let's see if you really have this down. So I got on the gondola, and you know, you're in, you're in an enclosed box. You know where this is going. Here, here they go. <laughs> person sitting across from me is as sick as a dog. I had to sit there for 15 minutes and be okay with that. What it did is it made me come back down into that blue zone in between the twos, not too much desire and not too much resistance. So I was just, I adopted, I practiced what I was preaching to myself and I said, okay, 
You're, you've asked for this. The universe is obviously testing you. Be okay with it. And I didn't get sick. Another one that fell on my list was crying kids. And Jeanette was in hers, and that's what triggered it. I figured, well, I'll go ahead and put it on mine because I wanted to do the steps that I wanted to go through in order to address that and affect change. But, you know, you go to a restaurant, you want to have a nice dinner, and somebody has a screaming baby. And that doesn't bother me as much as the ones who don't do anything about it. I mean, look, I've had two kids, and I know what it's like to go into restaurants, but you don't have to do it disruptively. Hmm, hear a little charge in my voice there? Better watch it, Thomas. You're going to get some wabbits. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's probably the best visual of the whole podcast series right there, the wabbit magnet. <laughs> but there are areas in your life that might be, let's say, more substantial. Again, in the subconscious mind and in the universe, there are no scales of grandeur. So there's nothing bigger, nothing less. Everything just is. But if you have a relationship issue or you are longing for love or you have a lack of money or you have a major health problem and you so desire for this disease or this diagnosis to go away, we on the human plane assign certainly greater importance to those. So let's do an exercise here to really lock this in. Take a, either a piece of paper, or I did it on the computer on a spreadsheet-type grid, but do four columns, four side-by-side -side columns, and then you'll need six or eight or ten lines, how many ever areas of desire or resistance that come to your mind. In the first column, then, put what you are charged up about. And usually I would think of charged up being in more of the resistance area, but also think of things that you're desiring. What do you really desire that as you examine it now and shed a spotlight on it, you think, oh, wow, yeah, I'm putting a little bit too much focus on that. So list those on each line of the left column. You can either brain dump them out and then go back in and fill in the rest of the boxes. Or if you know, if it's like, no, this is very, 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 very in front of me. I am very conscious of this. I will not have a problem putting this down 10 minutes later, then you could go ahead and fill in the lines for each topic. In the second column, and this is where you have to spend some time meditating on this and really getting clear, list how that shows up for you. So let's go back to the germ example. So the first charged area is about being around people who are sick. The second column is, God dang it, I knew it. I can't go anywhere without somebody being sick around me. Every time I fly, I get a sinus infection. See, list out how that shows up for you. That's the level of resistance. That's the charge. That's truly being on it. Now, in the next column, put the offset to it. What is the opposite of it if you need to go to that extent? What is the opposite or what is the offset to this? For me, to reach a place where being in public is fun. I love to ski, and you've got to get on the gondola to get up this mountain. And I love to travel, and you've got to get on a plane to travel. So in the fourth column, then, this, these are the action steps. This is the category of the verbs, things to do in order to affect the change. So what I did in that column is I listed about five or six different things that I could do to get myself more in public from going to certain meetings that I'm interested in here, to volunteering, to going to the Aspen Chapel when ski season is over on Sundays, to getting involved with some civic organizations. So doing things, physically taking action to get around more people, and then keeping my resistance level to a zero to minus two, not a seven or an eight, and just being okay if somebody in the room has, happens to have the sniffles. 
So there's a real action exercise that you can take to not only bring awareness to this, just to shine the light on it, but also some steps that you can take to work through this process to literally bring yourself, the idea is to bring yourself back into the blue zone between zero and two desire, zero and two resistance. And with that, old Uncle Elmer (laughs) will have to crank down his wabbit magnet and go back home empty-handed. Now, before I say that, let me just rephrase, because we've mostly been talking about charge and resistance here, not so much desire, but when you desire things, so it's kind of like the it's the opposite of the magnet. It's like the magnet pushes out some kind of a field that keeps the wabbits way out there and they don't come to you. It's a wabbit protector. <laughs> Protect the wabbit. That's, <laughs> that's what desire will do. It will put a radiating force out. So it's, the, it's just the opposite, obviously, of resistance. So if you want to attract things into your life, bottom line point, you want to narrow your desire down to that zero or two. So you would do the same grid. You would just work it backwards. What are steps you could take, figure out how the desire shows up, and then list the steps you could take in order to reduce the desire? How could you just you know, neutralize this and be okay with whatever? So this gives you both sides of the scale. You can do the resistance side and you can do the desire side. I hope this has really helped. I love, like I said, I just love these anniversary podcasts. I'm all jazzed up. I'm going to go suit up and go hit the slopes. We have eight more days now, counting today. And just with the passion of skiing, I'm going to go take advantage of each and every one of them and just make the most of it and have a great wrap up to this ski season. And yes, that's desire. And yes, I would be willing to set it aside if something else came up that needed my attention. And because I have an annual pass, if I only get to go for an hour, man, that's great. I'm grateful for that. You see how you handle that? You just frame it up. Yes, I would love to go skiing for the next seven days. But if something comes up and I need to address it, I'm willing to do that too. So I let go of that desire. It will all work out in the end when we trust the process. These are the spiritual laws of the universe. And what a better day to discuss them than on Easter Sunday. And on that theme, however you celebrate, I wish you the very best in rebirth and new birth. That's what this podcast is all about and how appropriate that it was born on Easter Day. Thank you for listening. This is Thomas Miller. Enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.